You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Thursday, the Steelers, of course, don't play until Monday, so we've got lots of stuff to dig into here between now and then. Uh, but one thing I did want, as we watch uh, the guys here on the NFL Network, yes. digging into some St. Elmo's uh I think we need to mention this cocktail. situation. I mean, they're in Indy pre- previewing the game on NFL Network right now, and they get the St. Elmo's cocktail sauce out and you know, shrimp cocktail out. Yeah. And makes me unhappy that we haven't been to Combine lately. They're eating the shrimp cocktail on the air and getting the shrimp cocktail horseradish. Uh, after effects. After effects, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first bite of this stuff is shocking, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone warns you, but that first bite is shocking. It is. Our boy Jacob here is, went to Indiana, and I guess they used to travel down there just for the shrimp from time to time, too, oh. and probably a party or Joe two. Joe Thomas is just getting – I mean, he's – You can't sit, stop, though. It's, it's Andrew Siciliano and Joe Thomas. Andrew Siciliano dipped a little bit yeah, on Yeah, I was saying he was kind of a – Joe Thomas is getting like a full tablespoon on his. and like <laughs> 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 He's a former offensive lineman. Why wouldn't he? Sure. Yeah. Although his facial features have ch- – we, we don't have the sound on. His facial features have changed a little in the last minute or so. <laughs> anyway, so Bill Barnwell on uh, ESPN.com wrote a story. Uh, which will, which team will win the AFC North in 2021? Flaws, surprises, and strengths for the Browns, Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals. Breaking down kind of uh, each one of these teams thus far, using a lot of DVOA and things of that nature. Sure, sure. That's his background. Uh, so first, he has the uh, the Ravens are the favorite right now. Obviously, they're leading the division at five and two. Uh, their chances of winning the AFC North are forty seven point four percent. But if you look at what they've done here this year, um, from nineteen ninety nine through uh, twenty twenty, okay, the Ravens had a top twenty def- or top ten defense twenty times in tw- in twenty two seasons. Wow, they're nowhere near that. I mean, that's remarkable right. in yeah. its own. What, right, oh, it's right. it's fantastic. Right, right. They're twentieth in defensive DVOA right now. That's they're not right. a good defense. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I one hundred percent agree with you. And is their offense good enough to overcome that? It's it's a good offense. It Lamar's, is. It Lamar's is. good, and he's playing really well. Yeah, uh, their passing game's improved. Um, I think the bye will do them well. I mean, I'm hoping that for their sake that you know the bye is is. Uh, revolving around, okay, where's this offensive line? What's life without Stanley going to be like? Do we have a back we can trust or that we can at least elevate to kind of be the guy at least? And it's it's comfortable here. Um, But I think we're on the same page. This is a flawed team. You know, if they're the best team in the division, which they might be at this minute, wow, look at Joe Thomas. He's losing his mind over there. (laughs) There he is. Anyway, I gotta stop looking at this and ordering cocktail sauce online. Yeah. Uh, actually, on Amazon.com, St. Elmo's cocktail. There you sauce go. Is right here, <laughs> might have to make an order and introduce the wife to it. Uh, yeah, um, but the Ravens have some issues. 
their other big issue to me, uh, here's what he said, the biggest problem with the Ravens is also something unfamiliar. They can't tackle. That's really bad. Yeah. Patrick um, Queen's the leader of the clubhouse with this yeah. problem. Yeah, I know everybody's looking at the Steelers a, a couple of weeks ago in that Seattle game. Well, the Steelers can't tackle. It was a one-game situation. And it's funny that after that game, we came in here and, you know, I was say, uh, you know, I was sitting there talking about the defense, like, boy, tackling was a real problem. And you corrected me, and you were right. You're like, it was really only a quarter. Yeah. And the third quarter was bad in that game. And they didn't dedicate people to the line of scrimmage, and they tackled poorly. I mean, yeah. I'm not excusing it, but it, it hasn't been. It's not like it's an issue four quarters every week type of thing. The Ravens are missing, on average, 8.3 tackles per game. Wow. Uh, they're allowing um, opposing running backs 2.2 yards after first contact. Hmm. Uh, which ranks 31st in the league. Yeah, right, so right. So they're having trouble stopping the run. Without question. You know, and they blitz like wow. crazy. Yeah, and they're not as equipped to blitz as, as they used to. Um, their defensive line is good and deep, but I'm not sure who the killers are there anymore. Yeah, they, don't have a, they don't have a stud. They don't have a stud. And even their nose tackle types aren't quite as nose tackly as they've been in the years. You know, they used to put like 700 pounds in the middle of their line and just have everybody else run and hit. That doesn't work quite as well. And I'm, I, I keep mentioning Queen because Bush has had his issues too, and I keep bringing up Roquan all week too. Like These linebackers take a while, but Queen has been the most disappointing of any of these early first-round pick-type linebackers early in his career. He overruns things. He doesn't take on blocks really well. Poor tackler. And, you know, your, your, your lead linebacker really sets the tone for the whole defense in a way. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about it is they're averaging <laughs> seven point. They're allowing an average of seven point one yards after the catch. Hmm. That's the, that. that's one point five yards more than at any point in the past decade for the Ravens. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a big number. And my immediate thought was, well, if you play a lot of man coverage, you're yeah. you're more apt to you know miss a tackle or you get beat on the route. Well, some and of it, I mean, if you th- the catch. But if that's they've always played man coverage, yeah, and it's worse it, than it's ever been. You know, Marlon Humphreys uh, to me is a really uh, is he's, he's one of the top five to ten cornerbacks. Yeah, in the yeah, league. yeah, really good player. But he's also he also gambles a lot trying to get forced fumbles. Yeah, he does. And if, if you've seen their highlights or lowlights a couple of times this year, he's he's on somebody's back getting carried, carried down, down the down field the because yeah. he's you know he's not. Hacking away at the ball. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a great tackler. He's no. he's jumping on and trying to. And usually they have guys swarming to the ball, and so mm-hmm. he's the second guy getting there and knocking at the right, ball and right, gets right. it out. That's not happening this year. He's the primary guy because yeah, he's traveling with everybody's number one. And he'll go into the slot where things are even a little more physical, yeah. or you know sometimes you'll see him against a an athletic tight end type. You know the. Evan Ingram, Ebron type guys, you know, and um, he's not super physical. I mean, he, he he doesn't play soft, but a lot's asked of him. I think yeah. is the way to answer probably, that. You know, probably too much, too much. without yeah. Peters there. How about this stat against teams using play action? Okay, the Ravens are thirty first in the league. Only the Chiefs are worse. Again, that screams Queen to me. Yeah. Forty three and also Malik Harrison too. Yeah. Mean, another young linebacker. Opponents are forty three of sixty for six hundred and twenty nine yards with five touchdowns against them using play action. 
Wow. 43 is 60. Wow. For 629 yards. So it's not like you're just dinking, you know, dumping it off. Sure, sure. You know, 43, 43 completions for 629 yards. Well, they're going to get a lot of it from Minnesota this week, too. I mean, yeah. that, that's a Dalvin Cook. You know, Stefanski came from there. Uh, wow. Uh, that adds up. I hadn't heard those stats, but they're a little alarming. I, yeah. mean, I mean, every offense in the league knows these things. They're going to attack and attack and attack with that. Yeah, so – and the other thing to me offensively for them – they don't have a running back. No, at all. Yeah. And Lamar is their running back. Right. That's why I mentioned. I hope in the bye week they at least say Latavis or Le'Veon or whoever they pick. We trust you. We're going to give you all the first team reps, and maybe you turn into somebody we trust. Because I think it hurts them dramatically. Like, Yeah. They can't do the – they can't – operate offensively the way they want to operate the way they want if to, nobody right. respects their running game. Yeah, absolutely. And and more than just the quarterback keeper or the mesh points, you know, we, we want you to hand it off. Yeah, you know, we're going right. to play it accordingly. You know, we're right. going to pinch in on, on Lamar. Yeah. And f- go ahead, Lamar. Hand it off to Devontae Freeman for his three yards. <laughs> right. You know? He doesn't make anybody miss. Whereas when you look at what game, those guys did last year, Edwards and, and Dobbins both averaged over five yards a carry. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. Okay, now you're hurting the defense. Okay, you're okay, we're going to pinch in on Lamar, but this guy's going to get five or six yards on us. Yeah. You know, uh, now it's three. Let's stay with that for a minute because I, you and I really like Dobbins, especially yeah. coming out of school, and he's done nothing to disappoint. They would be a much different team if he didn't get hurt. I yeah. mean, I, I think they'd clearly be the best team in the division. Even if they had Edwards. I mean, he's an NFL back that understands what they do, no nonsense, gets his shoulder square to the line of scrimmage. He's a banger. But there's also a little bit of – all that ball handling they do, it's a lot on the quarterback, but it's also a lot of continuity with the back right. and knowing one another, too. And you're just going to keep shuffling in these veterans that have never done that stuff. Best of luck. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's hard. I'll also say this. Their offensive line um, in DVOA, they're like 25th. I would take the Steelers' line over theirs. Their offensive line is not good. No, it really yeah. isn't. And injuries have been a culprit, but so what? I mean, everybody is, is what they is. Yeah, right? everybody has to deal with that kind of stuff. It does. Uh, the Bengals are up next. Their chances of winning the AFC North are 27.3%. They probably would have been flip-flop with the Ravens. I would say they had to take a big hit. Even though, so even though they beat the Ravens uh, you know, handily two weeks ago, they're now behind them in these uh, rankings. Um, Who do you give a better chance, the, the lolly rankings, if, if you had to pick one of them to win division? I think I'd take Baltimore. I might take Cincinnati. They've already got a, a game in hand in Baltimore. That's huge. You know, and that game was not close. No, it was a like blowout. they dominated them. Yeah, they know? dominated from the beginning, but it really got ugly. That's late. A, here's the thing with with division games. So if you're the Cincinnati Bengals and you're building that roster, you're building it to beat the Steelers and the and the uh, the Ravens. First and foremost, the Browns sure. are you know, okay. Sure, that's, sure. That's, they're a different animal, but you're building it to beat those two teams. They're kind of set up. Their strengths right now, the Bengals, yeah, yeah, match up very well with Baltimore's weaknesses. I agree. I mean, you know, Burrow's, you know, are they going to suddenly figure out that pass defense the second time they play the Bengals? Probably not. Right, right, right. So Cincinnati's going to throw the football consistently mm-hmm. and well against them. And Burrow's a quick processor that handles their blitzes and all the things they that Wink Martindale throws yeah. at you. I think he's well equipped to do that. Just in terms of team building. Say what you want about their lines, especially the offense, but they're physical. You know, they yeah. they realize playing in this division, physicality is more important than if you play in the South or the West or whatever. 
and the, the, the Bengals will bang you. The reason I said I'd take Baltimore over Cincy is I trust Harbaugh Coaching. more than Taylor. Coaching. Yeah, I just do. Yeah. yeah, and from the the organization all from top to bottom, I just trust them more. When that's that's kind of the first point here by Barnwell. Um, if you look at the Bengals, won the turnover game last week against the Jets, three to one, mm. three to one, and got beat pretty bad. And got beat. Uh, both teams were four for six in the red zone. The Bengals had a First and goal from the one, hmm. and didn't score. It didn't score. Got zero out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's hard to overcome. Yeah, you can't it do really that. Is. Uh, the, yeah. So fourth quarter belonged to the Jets. Yeah, um, and, and you know we talked about this before the game or before the the show started. If you watched Mike White's tape and uh, you know from this week, and I did a little bit, everything he threw was underneath. Everything was he had four hundred five passing yards, and about three hundred of it was after the catch. They just kept dumping off to the running backs and Crowder tremendously, and the the, the Bengals never adjusted. Never adjusted. Who is, who's who's the Jets' downfield deep threat? Or, or make the quarterback or make a fifth round quarterback? Yeah, quarterback in his order. first career start throw yeah. the ball down the football field. Your safeties are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I referenced Greg Cosell earlier, and he was talking about this too. And he never calls out coaches, but he was like, "So the Bengals really just dropped into their zones." Didn't play much man, hardly blitzed, and just stuck with it. <laughs> and he throws for 400 and some yards yeah. without having any big plays. It's almost you know, like, like they went on, into man. that and felt, okay, this is this is Mike White and the Jets. Sooner or later, our offense is, is going to win this for us. Mm-hmm. But you're just hemorrhaging yardage. Yeah. You know, the short stuff. And I, I was very impressed. I think you said this off the air, too, that White looked very composed. He went through his reads. He got it out quick. He used his mind well. The game didn't look too big for him. But it was too easy on him. Yeah, they didn't make it hard at all. No. It was like a seven-on-seven drill. Okay, stand up. I'll complete that five-yard pass. Right, right. You you expect the young kid to screw it up and not have these long drives. Force him to to go down the field. I guarantee you the Colts tonight will take that stuff away. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that, too. Like The Colts are known as a zone-boring, non-blitz team. But they play more man than they used to, and I guarantee tonight. First off, I bet Leonard has about twenty tackles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I bet, I bet White is hit a lot more. Yeah, you know, just no matter they're gonna they're not gonna take that same approach. No way. Yeah, that, that, that proves. And they have the benefit of having the the, the, the Bengals tape. game to watch. You but know, the Bengals but, had the benefit of seeing that the entire. They could have adjusted. They could have adjusted. They could have at least dialed up some blitz or something else. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I understand there was a, a ridiculous. Helmet to helmet call on Mike Hilton mm, there that, 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 that should not have been called, uh, at least not on the defensive player. Um, but I mean, it, one it, bad call. It did. One, right. Yeah, you you were in a situation where one bad call against against a bad football team beat you. Mm-hmm. The other thing that stood out to me with the, the Bengals negatively in that game, and people don't think about the Jets D line as being particularly good, but it is. I mean, it's Quinton Williams is a star. And anyone who's familiar with Robert Sala realizes, and this is why they signed Lawson and all that, they're they're built from the front to the back on defense. They don't want to blitz a lot, and they have a, a good defensive line. But the Bengals' O-line was exposed for what a lot of us thought it might be. Yeah, and it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. It's, it's still a weakness. I'm not saying they should have drafted Sewell or any of that stuff. It's just I really think Burrow is so advanced that he – has masked some of the line problems throughout his, throughout the season because man on oh man they're not they're going to lose a lot. 
if I told you that offensively the Bengals' DVOA is worse than that of the Steelers, would you be surprised? Yeah. It is. I mean, you wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't, but that right. blows me away. I mean, they're for all the pieces that they have. All the big plays they've had. They don't, but they don't sustain drives. No, it's all about they're they're really relying on the big plays. They are. That's true. That is true. I mean, there's, there's, I bet they're near the top of the league in three and outs too. Yeah, you know, like there's the big plays that Chase does tremendous things, or you know, um, but a lot of that goes back to the offensive line to me. You know, if your line's a little better and more consistent, you'll sustain some of the the easier stuff. Their offensive DVOA is twenty second. The defensive DVOA is thirteenth. Special teams Probably declining. Too, special teams is tenth. Actually, special teams was the thing the last couple of years. It was really good for them. I'm glad you mentioned. They were that like piece. number one. I, that's the. Th- it was hard to find positives of yeah. Taylor's first two years in the league, but special that was teams one of them. were yeah. it's at the top of the list. You know, so you know the, their offense has been with all the talent that they have there and what they've drafted on that side of the ball. You'd think it would be much higher. I would have guessed it's thirteen. Yeah. If you two minutes ago you said Matt, what's their DVOA on offense? Ah, eh, 13-ish, something yeah. like that. Defensively, they've kind of outperformed what you thought mm-hmm. they would be. Like, it, it should have been, you. if I'd have told you the offense was 13th, the defense was 22nd, you go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But it's kind of flip-flopped. It is kind of flip-flopped. The D's been really good this year. Yeah. You know, we, we talk fantasy a ton, and that was the hot pickup last week because they were playing the Jets. But they should have been in leagues probably before that because they're right. a pretty quality D. Hendrickson's a good pass rusher. Uh, they have some beef up front. I bring this up a lot. They they uh, they they've actually uncharacteristically went outside the organization and spent money on defense. Really, two off seasons in a row. But everybody they signed a year ago got hurt. You know, like DJ Reader is a really good player. Like he's yeah. exactly what the Steelers would need right now. And they got nothing out of him a year ago, and he's been good this year. But you got to adjust. You know, I mean, again, and and they've also been remarkably healthy on defense so far, too. They they haven't had a lot to overcome. The bad stuff's coming for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moves us on to the Steelers. Right now, the Steelers' chances of winning the AFC North uh, are at 14.1%. That will change moving forward, for better or worse. Uh, I would say the Bengals-Browns game probably affects that a lot. I would think so a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking about the, the uh, every Steelers game feels the same. Each team scores about 20 points. The Steelers run the ball for roughly 3.5 yards a carry. That, to me, is not fair because they've run the ball effectively, very effectively, each of the last three weeks. Yeah. Now, you look at last week's, I think Harris ended up averaging 3.6 yards a carry. We talked about this on Monday. Mm-hmm. The final five carries he had were all – with them trying to run the clock out here, they're just eating clock and fall into the line of scrimmage yeah, yeah, and don't yeah. fumble. Right, right, right. We're just right, trying right. to keep the you know two hands on the ball wrapped up. You know, don't we won't lead a big play. Here the run game the has been better than three point five yards a carry. Yeah, there's a couple of things with the run game that I don't think the, the numbers do credit is rushes on first down, Steelers first down offense, bottom of the league. You know, I mean, in terms of production on first downs, especially as a running team. And they're very, very heavy on the run game. But it's serving a purpose, though. Right. I mean, there's more than the numbers here, considering where they were the first month of the season without any kind of bread and butter. And now you're 
making the butter. You're you know? developing and the, and a you're developing a persona. And the bread's in the in, the, in yeah. the oven. You know, it's yeah. cooking. It smells you're good. Needing you know? the, you're kneading it and getting. Yeah, it, you know. right, right. I mean, so there's a bigger picture here, and some of their opponents have allowed them to stick with that. You know, and I think this one, and so will Detroit. That when you need it, you can pull out that bread and butter to me. So, I mean, as a rule of thumb, and every team's different, every situation's different. This is one of my problems with analytics is, boy, they run too much on first down. That means it's bad. Well, against a Denver team or Seattle without Russell Wilson, yeah. run it three times and get eight yards and punt. Because the fourth quarter, it's going to pay off. And that's, that's your style. Yeah. So, in a way, Bill's right. All the Steelers games do kind of feel the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Right. But th- it sounds really bad, and they average about 3.5 yards a carry. Okay, that gets you a second and th- or third and three. <laughs> right. yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's better than it was. And then your third down conversion, their third down conversions in the top ten. Yeah, right, right, you know, right. So it's right, not right. like that's they're getting the third down too much, mm-hmm. but but they're building something here, yeah. and it's better than it was. He said Pittsburgh is simultaneously good enough to compete with any team. And not good enough to distance itself from any team. I think that's fair. We could see it this week. Maybe, maybe they haven't. Maybe really, the next two weeks. They ha- I mean, have they played anybody that's truly, truly bad? Right. I mean, those bottom five. They haven't teams played any of those teams yet. Right. Any of the teams that you know, the Let's Jets, Detroit, or the Giants, or right, Detroit. Right, right. Those teams. Those are coming up. There's a couple of those on the mm-hmm. schedule. Even this this Chicago team is not that. And the other thing's kind of true, too. Green Bay's probably a top six or seven team, and they are. Yeah. But they also haven't played the Rams, the Bucks. you know. Yeah. I guess they played the Bills and beat them. I mean, they're a top five team. Right. So, yeah. I, I, I guess that's true that they can stick around with the good ones. Right. We haven't seen them against the bad ones, though. Yeah. That's true. That's Because uh, there's some bad ones. Chicago might be the closest thing that they mm-hmm. faced in in regards to that. Detroit would def- definitely, definitely qualify. Would be right. that kind of team. You know, if they could, you know, get some distance in these two games. I know you like to talk about point differential. Mm-hmm. I would expect two weeks from now the Steelers' point differential to be much different. I think it's like minus ten now. Yeah, and, and I would expect it to be plus, plus thirty. 10. Yeah, yeah somewhere right, right, in that right, right, range right. In, I, after I after these next two games. I don't think they win these games seventeen fourteen. No, yeah. And, and, and as much as you want to talk, but, well, they you know they struggled to, to get past. Everybody was down after they beat Seattle. Well, they didn't beat them by enough. Well, then you watch New Orleans go out there with Jameis Winston, I might add. Mm-hmm. And it was a 13-10 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle's a well-coached team. Seattle's They're going like, to stick around in those, hang around in those kind of games. They're kind of like Steelers. They're right. probably not going to get blown out. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, They're it's not going to make like the that, big right. mistake. Right, right, right. They know what they are. Yeah. Um, he says Roethlisberger has been virtually identical to what we saw from him last year. I don't Statistically. Know. Statistically. He backs him up with some. I read the Steelers. Yeah, he, he does back it game. up statistically. Here's the thing. It's not. I don't see a dink and dunk offense as much as I did last year. I think year. it's a lot less predictable. Yeah, it's not wild coming out. You know, hair on fire, things we've never seen before that maybe we expected from Canada. But it, it's different than last year. I think what they watch. are doing is a good job of addressing what they need to do against a particular team. Agreed. Last week against Cleveland, you know, we'd seen more of a power running game in recent weeks. And I'm not saying they got away from the power running game, but we saw a lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. And they some were. Some of that's because Juju's hurt. Yeah, some of that's because of, of. But I think that they wanted to attack Cleveland's defensive tackles. 
I bit. agree. I think I think they went after Malik McDowell because I don't think he's necessarily a great player, mm-hmm. and, and he's kind of a long linear. He's an he up the field. A lot he's an up the field kind Sanders of guy. Bands. Yeah, you know, right. Um, and so I thought we saw more kind of backdoor kind of runs. You know, they they would show, you know, the two tight ends are on the right side. Okay, we're going to run to the left, mm-hmm. or vice versa. You're going to run away from like the strong too. side. You know, more weak side runs out of them last week. We haven't seen a ton of that Mm-mm. previously to that. No, and we had labs on yesterday, and one of the first things he mentioned, kind of unprovoked, was he feels like the quarterback and coordinator starting to understand each mesh other a little, little bit better, yeah. mesh a little better, get back on the same page, understand what each other's strengths in those roles. I think we're seeing that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's starting to – they're building something. And we knew it wasn't going to happen overnight, and there's a lot of rookies and, you know, uh, young guys on the field. Yeah. He's he, – he said QBR, and I, I don't have any understanding of QBR. I'm not super big fan of it, to be honest I know with what you. passer rating is. Yeah. I don't know what QBR is. I think QBR was invented because passer rating isn't very telling. I understand passer rating's limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think it fixed the problem. I don't know what QBR is because they're saying QBR sees a diminished player in Roethlisberger. His QBR last season ranked 22nd in the league at 52.5. They're saying this year his QBR is down to 41.4, with which ranks 28th, because he's taking more sacks than he did a year ago, and he's fumbled five times. Is that his fault, necessarily? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, the sack stuff on there, I kind of cut and pasted to maybe use later, because the, the way that Bill spelled out the pass rush differential from last year I thought was the most noteworthy thing in the whole yeah. Steeler section, to be very honest with you. And Steelers' offensive line is not great in pet protection. I mean, I think that goes without saying. I think it's getting better, but I don't think the line, it, they're improving his run blockers. I think quickly. some of that was skewed by the early games. If you look at the last, like, the last month, mm-hmm. I think they've given up like seven sacks over the last four games or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly acceptable. No, you can live with that. You, know, right, you can right, live right. with that. Yeah. It can't be, it can't be four in a game. Which is what Fields has done. Fields in his last three games has been sacked four times each time. Yeah. And he, you know. his body's taken a beating. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think Ben's taking a beating. No. I think he feels pretty good at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. Um, you know, and the turnovers are obviously the big thing with mm-hmm. the Steelers right now, that they're not they're not getting Not those. creating them. Yeah. Right. Um, last year, they had two or more turnovers in 13 of their 16 games. That was the other thing. I this year they've there. had none. Right, right, right. You know that that's coming. That's coming. Maybe as soon as this week. And it probably was a little unattainable <laughs> last year too. You know, yeah, I mean, that was at a high level. That's not going to keep up. This yeah. is not how the league works. But you're right. I mean, I th- I would definitely bet that if we call this the halfway point, I bet they get more turnovers per game in the second going forward than going behind us. Yeah. I mean, I'll bet every month. I mean, every dollar would, I have you know, if we're sitting here two weeks from now after the Detroit game. And we're talking about how the Steelers are st- are still averaging less than a turnover per game. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised. Yeah, I because mean, they, these are the kind of games that you feast on. You, everybody can say, "Well, they had th- four against the, the Bears, and that that skewed everything." You still had them. Well, <laughs> last week we were citing Browns' defensive numbers, and oh, look how good this are. Well, they they went insane against the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> in Justin Fields' first start, the Bears had one passing yard. One passing yard. He was sacked yeah. left and right. You know, right. So, yeah. Uh, in terms of the Browns, chances of winning the AFC North is now 11.1%. I would imagine that would go up if they're able to beat the Bengals this week. 
But maybe we'll mention this again tomorrow. I know we're a little short on time. Who do you root for in that game? I mean, yeah. I think the Browns could be out of it if they lose this one. Yeah, they lose this one. They're in deep they're trouble. In they're deep, they're deep they're in the same spot that the Steelers would have been had they lost to the Browns. Zero and two in the division. Right, right. You know, and one of those games is at home, and you know now yeah. you're, you know now you're you're up it's against it the rest of the way. Close to desperation time for the Brownies. Yeah, I think the Colts too tonight, but that's a different story. They have an easier opponent. Yeah, in 2020, the Browns were seven and two in one score games. This year they're three and three. That's why we didn't like them as much, right? I mean, you knew the, that stuff was going to come back to the mean. It, it comes Always back does. to the mean, yeah. Seven and two is unsustainable for that mm-hmm. team. It just, I mean, really for anyone. I yeah, mean, unless you've got Tom Brady or I you say know, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson better in those right. games than most. Ben's actually one of the best in the last twenty years. But nine out of ten teams don't win eighty percent of your one score games. Right. The other yes. thing that they had last year going for them was that offensive line was remarkably healthy all season long. Remarkably healthy, yeah. And, you know, this this year, you know, they're missing both tackles. Uh, you know, looks I wonder like how many snaps the five of them have played together. Yeah. I bet it's less than 50%. Yeah. And Absolutely. Then you, and then you add in some of the other ancillary injuries. We talked about it, you know, uh, they had 19 guys on the injury list two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that didn't include Hunt and JOK, who had gone on IR. Yeah. Like, they're getting banged up. I mean, people probably remember a week ago, one thing I was saying about the Browns was – They've added so many new pieces that maybe it's going to come together, especially on defense. You know, eight new starters or seven Can't new starters. Can't do that if they're not on the field, though. But then if you deal with <laughs> a normal amount of injuries in addition to new people, well, it's hard. Yeah. You know, right. So, and there's Beckham nonsense, too. Yeah, and then they got to deal with the Beckham nonsense. Well, they don't throw the ball very well. Yeah. I mean, to be very honest. I mean, that's, and your quarterback is not It's not going to get better for him. He's not going to get healthier. Yeah, and even if he was 100, percent that would still be their weakness to me. Yeah, and I agree. I'm not killing Baker; he's fine, but he's not special. Yeah, so, so. interesting. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to be an interesting race the rest of the way. Um, it's you know, a fun division. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, right, I mean, right. it's one of the few divisions where all four teams could go are competitive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if a second team in the South or East is going to go. I mean. All th- all four could conceivably get in. Yeah, with the Bengals being better this year, everybody's competitive in the yeah. division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody uh, can fun. beat anybody on a given week. So makes it interesting. He is Matt uh, Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We will do that right after this.